This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. A show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league. But more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast presented by MetaShare Together. We'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson with Harrison Zuckerberg, and we are your fantasy coaches here to encourage you and help you win while also finding meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. We won't always be right, but we hope we'll be convincing. We're a part of the Unpacking It podcast network, and I'm coming to you from the Unpacking It ministry studio in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you enjoy this fantasy show, I hope you'll also check out the Unpacking It podcast. Uh, you can find it anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Uh, that is live on Mondays and then a podcast uh, anytime, of course. And also we do guest interviews. Uh, and recently on the Unpacking It podcast, we had Jason Wright, the president of the Washington Commanders, and encourage you to check that interview out as well. Uh, just search the Unpacking It podcast. So today on the show, we will do a little peace or panic. Uh, a number of players, not, not great on Sunday. And then also some more injuries have popped up. We'll, we'll take a look at the waiver wire, as we always do. And we will also have a little fun with Thanksgiving. Harrison has a little surprise for us uh, with, with relating fantasy players to Thanksgiving food items. Oh, yeah. Stick around for that. That's going to be fun. So we uh, we look forward to that. Uh, we also will do a little fantasy shenanigans. This week's uh, fantasy breakout topic is all about hope. Do you have hope that your team will make the playoffs this year? Thankfully, I'm coming off a, a, another strong weekend in fantasy going four and one. And it looks like I've, I've got I've got hope that all my teams are in position to make the playoffs. So I've got two that may be a little on the fence, but they've been turning the corner and, and getting some wins lately, which is encouraging. So uh, looks like all my teams should get in. But as we've seen these last few weeks, key players are going down with injuries. You know, who, who was expecting Cooper Cup? Or now we got Kyle Pitts, who hasn't necessarily had a great season anyway, but uh, we're seeing some big names uh, get banged up or or go out for for a significant time. So uh, a lot to discuss today. We are brought to you uh, by Sugar Creek Coffee, and so they're one of our new sponsors here on the show. And they've got a passion for coffee, a love for people. It's handcrafted, small batch, artesian roasted. And what's so awesome is they don't roast until you actually place an order. And so you can be assured the freshest. Roasted coffee is delivered to your door. So no matter where you are, uh, you can order some Sugar Creek coffee. You know, either get it for yourself, get it for your family and, and people for Thanksgiving or Christmas. 
Uh, maybe a little late for Thanksgiving, but maybe for Christmas. Uh, and so we encourage you to check out sugarcreekcoffee.com and use the promo code UNPACK, and you'll save a little bit of money and, and let them know that you heard about them from us. So sugarcreekcoffee.com. We're also brought to you by MediShare. And so if you're looking for an affordable, reliable healthcare option that you can trust, check out MediShare today, MediShare.com slash unpacking it. All right. So let's begin with some fantasy shenanigans as we we take a look back at this, this past weekend. And the big thing for me, going into Monday Night Football last night, I needed Jimmy Garoppolo to outscore George Kittle. And that's a crazy scenario because – of course, Garoppolo's throwing to, 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 to George Kittle. And so, Harrison, it was a, a wild night for me. But, of course, San Francisco played great. And Jimmy G got just a, just a little bit more than George Kittle because Kittle had an unbelievable game as well. It was like Arizona uh, didn't want to play defense. They weren't interested in tackling anybody. They especially weren't interested in tackling George Kittle. Uh, but it ended up working out for me. I got the, got the win. Uh, also was able to pull out a win. Uh, against one of the, the better teams in, in my league. And he had Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson. They both had an off day. So I was able to take advantage of that and, and, and get uh, kind of some wins across the board. Uh, so that was, that was pretty sweet. But Harrison, how are you doing? Happy Thanksgiving to you. And uh, what kind of fantasy shenanigans did you encounter this weekend? I'm doing great, Bryce. Overall, I had a pretty good weekend. I went 2-1, and one, which was good because one of my teams had Cooper Cup. I ended up pulling out the win in that matchup. So first week without Cup, my team proved that we weren't dependent on him, could still win, so that felt great. But in my one loss, the team I was going against had Brett Maher, the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys, who I know you hate having kickers in fantasy leagues. He Get put up out. 23 points against me. <sighs> But I was still going into Sunday night football up 25 points. The only problem was the guy I was playing also had Travis Kelsey, who ended up putting up his best game of the season, 35-point performance, which was just unbelievable getting taken down by two guys. I was the second highest point scorer this week in my league, but obviously lost to the guy who was the number one point scorer. So that always hurts as well. But in my other leagues, I felt really good because I had a couple guys on buys, wide receivers I usually really count on, like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. And I got a lot of help from my flex receivers and backup receivers I had to put in this week. Guys like Josh Palmer, Chris Olave, Wandale mm. Robinson, Donovan Peoples-Jones all had exceptional games for me where I was just hoping that they could get like, you know, 10, 12 points just to hold my lineup afloat while my stars could provide the rest of the firepower for me. But they ended up being the stars this week, putting up 30 and 20 point games and really carrying me this week. So that was great to see that my team was had a lot of good depth wide receivers. You could step in when I needed them too. That's awesome. Very cool. And, and yeah, this time of year, wide receivers are really interesting because these games, they start, they just, they tighten up a little bit, and there, there is an opportunity for some of those backup wide receivers to emerge and, and contribute. And, and even that, you mentioned Chris Olave, that New Orleans game, I mean, it flipped from first half to second half, and Andy Dalton finally started clicking and, and getting Olave going, and uh, now the Rams are absolutely done. I mean, it is a disaster there. I think, I think a couple weeks ago we were sort of, hey, look out, don't kind of avoid the, the Rams, or at least last week anyway. Uh, so it's it's not getting any better there. But but as I look across the the NFL from week eleven, 
and you're you know just looking at, at some of these names to think that Josh Palmer was fifth in total points. Samaje Pirine was sixth in total points. You had Daniel Jones in a loss, and everybody was concerned. Wait, where's Saquon Barkley? Well, that's because Daniel Jones threw the ball a hundred times and and ended up finishing top ten in fantasy. Uh, you had Jimmy Garoppolo lighting it up, and you know Kyler Murray wasn't even out there uh, last night, and and so just a, a, a kind of a, a, a interesting week to think that Jamal Williams continues to score touchdowns week after week in Detroit. Finally, Swift got in there, but then Justin Jackson actually led the team in rushing. Detroit's now won three in a row. So there's a lot to, I mean, it's a lot of head scratching this, this time of year and uh, it makes it fun for, for fantasy purposes. And, and that's why depth is key. Sometimes you have to find those, those diamonds in the rough this time of year. And, you know, you, I always believe in you trust your studs, you keep them out there, but keep working that waiver wire and and guys are going to emerge and they're going to give you a big week one week. Don't necessarily count on them doing it another week. But that's 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 uh, just kind of some initial thoughts uh, from from the weekend. Any other uh, shenanigans or or general thoughts that, that you have before we'll do a little accountability? Yeah, I mean, this week was a scary week for injuries moving forward, especially because a mm-hmm. lot of the guys who did get injured, I think pretty much with the exception of Kyle Pitts, I have all of them on a roster. You know, Justin Fields, Wandell Robinson, who I mentioned, who I was like, well, maybe he can be a part of my team moving forward. Great game, but is now likely out for the rest of the year. Mike Williams is banged up again. Kadarius Tony looked like he was going to have so much promise oh. with the rest of the Chiefs wide receiver core banged up. And now he's hurt as well, which I mean, kind of predictable. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to get really tough now going down the stretch where a lot of guys who I thought were going to play key roles in, in my push towards the playoffs and championships are now out. It makes it it makes it hairy. But this is this is when the the elite fantasy managers can can make the right adjustments. And, and so it's, it is week by week right now because early in the season, I always take a little bit more of a season approach. You know, you want to be patient with guys. It's now, you know, looking at matchups and, and, and all right, who, who's set up to thrive today and, and doesn't matter what he did three weeks ago. What's he doing this weekend? And so these are, these are some of those tough choices we have to make. And, and so, you know, let, let, let's begin with, uh, with a little bit of accountability and, and something that I, Going into the season, I totally wrote off the Cleveland Browns, and they've you know they've had their their moments, but Amari Cooper has been fantastic in Cleveland, even with Jacoby Brissett, and 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 Brissett actually had a good week as well. But Dallas sort of gave Amari Cooper away, and I just avoided Cooper. I didn't even consider drafting him, and so I was wrong about him. He he's been a really solid contributor this year, and and so. Uh, that that's that's one player for sure uh, that I that I whiffed on. Uh, what about for you? Any any other uh, accountability that that you need to get off your chest today as we get things going? Yeah, Cooper was definitely a player that I whiffed on. I was so out on him, didn't even look to draft him anywhere. But one one team that I did buy into a lot and draft a lot of players on at the beginning of the year was the Baltimore Ravens. And I drafted everyone pretty much except for Lamar Jackson. I got all the weapons who I thought were going to benefit from him having a great bounce back year. J.K. Dobbins, been injured all year, done nothing. Then I went and picked up Gus Edwards. He's now been injured and done nothing all season. 
you know, Rashad Bateman was someone who he loved. He got injured. I went up and picked up Devin Duvernay because I'm like, he's got to set up. Devin Duvernay's now done nothing for the entire season. So I am accountable for, you know, believing in all of these Ravens weapons and all of them just letting me down all season long, either by not playing or Duvernay putting up only one point this week. It's just been a terrible season for anyone not named Lamar Jackson on the Ravens. But Demarcus Robinson was unbelievable. So I actually had a matchup, and he was uh, he was on the other team, and I you know, I barely won last night. Thankfully, I did. But I'm I'm thinking to myself, I, I'm going to lose to Demarcus Robinson because I had Duvernay on my bench, and I, I I was buying into him as sort of being that that top receiver moving forward in Baltimore. And now it's Demarcus Robinson. I mean, at least at least for one game against the Panthers, I I don't know if we can count on that moving forward. Uh, but I'm kind of with you. The, the, the Ravens have just been sort of a a letdown and inconsistency uh, across the board, really. Uh, and actually, I started Lamar Jackson this week, and he he wasn't great either. Uh, but the Panthers have a de- decent defense. Not too bad at times uh, when they're healthy. When they're healthy, they're good. Um, all right, what about some some positives from the weekend, some players that you're excited about? Uh, I hate to say this one, but I, last week I warned everyone, look out if Joe Mixon gets injured. Look out. And you want to make sure you get Samaj P. Ryan. So I loaded up with P. Ryan on, I think he's on three of my teams now. Well, Mixon got a concussion. We're not sure if he's going to miss any time, but he did miss time against the Steelers. P. Ryan, 82 total yards, three touchdowns. He was on your bench. But, man, if Mixon misses time, he's going to be great for you. So I hope that you listened and you got P. Ryan. So I am excited about that. Also, last week we mentioned Darius Slayton. Uh, I, I picked him up in three leagues. He was awesome. And now with Wandale Robinson going down and the Giants wanting to throw a thousand times with Daniel Gibson, Darius Slate may be a beneficiary of that. Hopefully they realize they need to run the ball because uh, it didn't, didn't work out too well for him. But, but at least Slayton is, is their guy uh, in the passing game. Um, and then, of course, I'm loving life. I've said this now, I don't know, three, four weeks in a row. Tony Pollard, baby. Lead, lead, number one fantasy guy this week. It's fantastic. Zeke comes back. That's okay. That's okay. Pollard's the guy. Pollard's the guy. So what about for you? Who are you excited about? Yeah, slight one was really exciting. And then I'm almost like equally excited about one player that I didn't have on any of my rosters this year. That was Kyle Pitts. And what reminded me about this was I was looking back at some of our old social media posts and TikToks. And I saw one we posted where I said Kyle Pitts was going to be a bust this year. And the comments on it were just like, this is a terrible take. He's an exceptional (laughs) player. And it almost was like making me feel bad for saying it because he is such an exceptional player. But going into this week, only the tight end 21 in points per game. Now he's injured for the rest of the season. I'm glad that I did not pick him up in any leagues because it was really tempting once you got into that third, fourth round if you missed out on Kelsey, not grabbing someone with the upside like Pitts. But my team is thanking me now that I stayed away from him and I have other tight ends who've been able to perform throughout the season. Yeah, Pitt, Pitts has been a mystery this year, but it's not totally shocking. We didn't know what Mariota was, you know, who he would target and what this offense would look like. So there were a lot of question marks. So it was a risky pick, uh, but now the injury, you know, you don't you hate to see that happen. But but at the same time, uh, yeah, you, you he wasn't carrying you anyway. Uh, the, the one other player that I was sort of out on, I've been out on him probably for the last five, maybe his whole career, Melvin Gordon. I've never been a big Melvin Gordon guy. And I definitely don't want Denver. I was stuck with Chase Edmonds because I thought he was going to do something in Miami. He didn't. And I still had him on my roster. He gets traded to Denver. I thought maybe he'll get a chance. Nope. I've cut Chase Edmonds. I am free 
uh, of Denver players. Actually, I still I got to get rid of Cortland Sutton. I just want to trade him. But Denver's a disaster. Now they get rid of Melvin Gordon. Now they're going to try to uh, concentrate and focus on Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack. Come on. What are we doing here? Denver. Oh, man. But Melvin Gordon been fumbling and hasn't been uh, hasn't been that guy this year. That, that's something we're, we're hoping would be in that timeshare with Javante Williams in this high-powered Denver offense led by Russell Wilson. Nathaniel Hackett bringing over this Green Bay offense. They're going to be lighting it up. We've, some of us bought into that to a certain degree, which I did, uh, but not Melvin Gordon. So I at least I at least got that one thing right. But now we'll see if he shows up on, uh, I don't know, he'll probably end up in Baltimore or something. Teams that love having uh, running backs. New Orleans, they just signed David Johnson. Maybe they'll throw Melvin Gordon in the mix as well. But uh, any, anything else? And, and then we'll uh, we'll jump into our, our breakout for the week. Yeah, I think one one final note on Denver, just to put you know all of their season into one synopsis pretty much. Russell Wilson has the same number of passing touchdowns as Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco hasn't played oh. since week three in the NFL. So that kind wow. of sums up how the season has been for the Denver Broncos. You mentioned, uh, it's very sad, but you mentioned Flacco. He was playing he could be really coming back. Well. And he could be back with the Jets. And I, it almost seems inevitable that, that they feel like, hey, we're in this playoff hunt. Wilson is not a good leader, not a good player. And you might as well just, just cut your losses at, at this point. From a fantasy perspective, nobody really had Zach Wilson on their roster. Uh, Flacco, I'm not sure I could count on him for a playoff push. But, the but wide I think receivers. it's interesting for the wide receivers. We saw push. Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore yes. have pretty good games. Uh, before Zach Wilson came, and obviously once Zach Wilson arrived, you had them requesting trades to get out of there because Zach Wilson was so bad. But if Flacco comes back, I think with the defense they have too, they're going to be competitive. I I would look a lot more at the Jets if he comes back. If it's still Zach Wilson, I'm still out on the Jets' offense. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. So um, actually, I traded Michael Carter for George Pickens. So that worked out after week one, after one week with Pickens. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm counting on him having a big finish to the season uh, with the, with the Steelers, but uh, we'll see the run game. Yeah. The run game with the jets has, has not been as great, obviously with, with Brees Hall being out. All right. We'll get back to Harrison in a little bit, and we're going to have some fun with him as, as we do a uh, little Thanksgiving uh, fantasy festive fun together. How about that? Uh, so we'll do that, but right now we'll, we'll jump into this week's breakout and so hopefully uh you've signed up to be a member on fantasyfootballfellowship.com and, and you're reading the weekly breakouts on our website and also uh these are designed for you to to discuss with your league and and so share it with your league and and if you if you haven't done it this year maybe next year set up a league meeting uh just i just did one last night uh it was awesome at, at my church and and so well, we did it virtually but uh a league with my church and so we have great conversations on, on Monday nights. And so encourage you to, to do that as well. So check out fantasyfootballfellowship.com. Uh, but this week's topic is all about the, the hope that we have to make the playoffs. And there's a difference between fantasy owners this time of year that, you know, you, you know, the negative people that are sort of giving up a little bit, like we talked about last week uh, or the people that are just sort of pessimistic about their chances to make the playoffs They're like, yeah, I'll probably just, you know, more injuries or whatever. And then there's the, the, the guys that are really positive, optimistic, and they still hold out hope that they're going to make a run. Even if they're slightly out of 
contention at the moment. Like if the playoffs ended today, they'd probably be out, but they still have hope that they're going to put it together. And I like to consider myself a hopeful fantasy owner. And even in one league that it, it was looking really bleak, especially with the Colts. And I had Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. It's like, uh Oh, this is, this is getting ugly. And there was some, maybe some negativity there, but, but I, I kept making moves and I've, I've squeaked out a couple wins in a row. I'm now in playoff contention and feeling much better. So uh, things are turning the corner. Jimmy G is my quarterback. And, and so what type of fantasy manager are, are you? Are you a, a hopeful one where you, you think, man, if I can just get that one guy on the waiver wire over the next couple of weeks, you know, it's going to be somebody like Samaj P. Ryan. He could be a league winner depending on Mixon if, you know, if he misses time. And, and there's always those types of scenarios that, that can really click for us. So we have to keep the hope alive. Um, even if it, even if it's improbable, even if a thing you know, seems impossible to, to, to make the playoffs and, you know, turn the corner this late in the season, but fantasy is crazy. And, and there is hope just like if the jets make a change with Joe Flacco, that opens up all these, you know, different opportunities for receivers. And, and so now in, uh, San Francisco, I mean, that offense is rocking and rolling in all these new ways. In, in Kansas City, they're on another level, and different wide receivers and running backs are getting more opportunities. And so things are, are happening this time of year. So there is reason for hope, but you got to look for it. You got to find it. You got to find the right pieces. You got to see you know, what's happening in, in, around the, the NFL, and, and, and especially from a fantasy perspective. And so the encouragement for us today as, as we think about hope in, in our own lives. Where do we find our hope? And are you a hopeful person or are you discouraged, uh, defeated, negative, pessimistic? Um, and the reality is if we, if we really want to have hope in life, it, it comes from our faith in God. It comes from our dependence on him. It, it, it comes, it, hope, is a result of us clinging to his promises. And, and when we do, we can have a deep-rooted hope in him. Now, a deep-rooted hope from a, from a long-term perspective is, is what has to drive us, the, the hope that we are saved, forgiven, and eternity with God awaits us, that, that we will live forever. So that's, that's the hope that we have. And, and then that leads to the hope for the day-to-day, -day, the, the difficult seasons of life. There's hope that, one, God is with us, that God will give us strength to get through the difficulties of this life, this broken world that, that we live in, but also there's hope that he can do the miraculous, that he can do the impossible, that, that he is able to, 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 to provide and deliver and redeem and restore in amazing ways. And so we have to look for you know, hope, but, but we look, we look for Jesus. We, we find our hope in Jesus. And so that's who we look to, uh, and, and, and trust in to, to have that hope and, and know the promises of God's word and know the character of God. And, and when that becomes our focus and that's what we, we rely on, we're filled with hope and, and we can live even in the midst of, you know, dark seasons of life, difficult seasons of life with, with hope. You know, it's, it's that, 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 but God type of situation where, yeah, this is all going on, but God, 
but God could come through, but God can do this, but God is giving me strength, but God has given me peace, but God has given me hope. And, and so uh, we can believe in his ability and power to come through and make anything possible. Romans 15, 13 says, may the hope of, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So let's abound in hope. Yesterday on the, on the, the Unpacking It podcast, we talked about abounding in thanksgiving. Uh, but today we're talking about abounding in hope. Uh, Hebrews 10, 23, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And, and then, you know, let's see, Romans 8, 23 through 25, as we think about, you know, our true hope is found in Jesus because he makes a way for us to be saved. He gives us a new life. And, and so we know our present sufferings are only temporary. And, and so that hope propels us forward. And so here's Romans 8, 23, 25. And we believe also, <clears throat> and we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. And so today, as we, we attempt to be you know, optimistic and hopeful about our fantasy team making the playoffs, let, let's be encouraged that lasting and genuine hope is made possible through the redeeming work of Jesus. God is able to provide whatever we need, and his power continues to amaze us as we trust in him and, and find our hope in him. So let's cling to that hope today. Uh, I hope that that's encouraging to you. Uh, I know I've got some, some difficult things I'm, I'm wrestling with today, and, and so this is a, a great reminder to just be filled with hope, abound in hope, that, that we have a, a God worthy to be trusted, and, and our hope is, is in him. So that's the, uh, the, the encouragement today, our, our kind of serious aspect of the show. But it's time to get a little, uh, little festive. And so Harrison has a special treat for us. So we'll, we'll bring back uh, Harrison to, uh, to share some Thanksgiving parallels to fantasy players. All right, Harrison, take it away. All right. So, you know, you got your staple Thanksgiving meals where, you know, you got the turkey, potatoes. But, but what does that look like for fantasy? So I'm going to start off with the turkey of fantasy football is Derrick Henry. You know, every year people talk about, well, maybe we introduce ham or I'm tired of turkey. Let's get steaks or something. Get all that nonsense out of here. There's always new flashy running backs every year. But Derrick Henry, even though he's kind of boring, doesn't really catch the ball, isn't super electric. He's the workhorse. He's reliable. You can never go wrong with having him on your team. Derrick Henry is the turkey of fantasy football. Now we go to a little bit more controversial item, the cranberry sauce. I would say that the cranberry sauce of fantasy football is Kirk Cousins. When you look at Kirk Cousins, it's really suspect. You're not sure you want to grab it in the draft or on the waiver wire, but surprisingly good. It's an underrated aspect of the meal. It can really bring your team together if you have some other star players. So I think Kirk Cousins in the right situation can definitely provide you the cranberry sauce level impact 
that it does to your <laughs> Thanksgiving meal. He had a rough Sunday. He did have a rough Sunday he against did. Dallas, but the whole team, it was just an off day for him coming off that big win against Buffalo. But but I'm with you. He is sort of that. Uh, I like that. He looks suspect. Uh, really? Am I going to do cranberry sauce? Ooh, okay. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I had a guy last night, actually, who was telling me how that's his favorite side dish, and he doesn't like homemade cranberry sauce. He wants the sauce out of the can. In the can. The Still can. has to be in the that's same right. shape of the can. That's right. Yeah. All right, next one, we're going to go to sweet potato casserole. Now, there's a lot mm. more, you know, established potatoes that you could have chose here. The mashed potato, the baked potato, but I'm going with the sweet potato casserole and Jalen Hurts. He's the new thing on the block. He's got the sweetness. He's got the spices, you know, <laughs> smooth, just unbelievable player, unbelievable sigh, you know, a little bit exotic. You're not going to find it on every plate. But I think the people who chose to pick up Jalen Hurts in the draft and chose to get the sweet potato casserole instead of normal mashed potatoes are honestly loving life right now and are thankful that they made that decision. Mm, sweet potato, my, my favorite. Yeah. Her, Hertz can, because the other thing about sweet potato casserole is that it can be a, a true side dish, but in some ways it's almost a dessert or like a pre-dessert to where you could wrap up your kind of meal with sweet potato casserole as a nice little, you know, kind of sweet finish. And, and so it, it has some versatility, just like Jalen Hurts. He's got the versatility. He can, he can run. He can pass. You can use them at different times of the game. Different, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's delicious all the time. So, yeah, Hurts, even though he had a little bit of an off game against the Colts. But, uh, but yeah, overall this year, he's, he's been awesome. All right, See, next one, we, get, we got the staple gravy makes everything better always reliable it's undeniably the best i'm gonna go with travis kelsey for the gravy you know at the end of the day if you have a plate without gravy your team's not looking very great and any team that has travis kelsey on it is undeniably better than a non-travis kelsey team no matter what the rest of your team looks like if you got travis kelsey in that tight end spot giving you 25 points when the other guy's tight end is giving them five or seven you are thankful that you had Travis Kelsey. So I'm going with him as the gravy. And then to finish it up, I'm going to go kind of a broad spectrum here of just pie. And I think mm. that the pie of Thanksgiving is the Bengals receiving core and weapon. <laughs> you got a you got a lot of different options there, whatever you're into. You could go with, you know, the Jamar Chases and the T. Higgins, the staples of the of the room, and look at apple and pumpkin pie or Joe Mixon with a pecan pie, you know, the real superstars of the pie category or some, you know, some pies that you may not want to have, but if the other ones are unavailable, they can fill in and be just as great. Like Samaje P Ryan and Tyler Boyd, maybe compare them to like a cherry pie or a banana cream pie, not your first choice, but you're going to still get a slice and you're going to be happy with the pie that you have on your plate. Oh my goodness. That is fantastic. That I love it. I, I, I absolutely love the, the parallels. Uh, agree for the most part. So you're, even though you're saying pecan for mixing. So mm. that's the, that, that's basically, you're basically saying that's the number one weapon. That's I would, a, I mean, I would, pecan, I think when I it like comes pecan. I like pecan, but I think you got to go, I guess you know, you're saying Jamar is the apple. Yeah. That, that's a tough. Okay. That's, that's, that's preference there. That's preference. I, <laughs> I mean, you can you can argue between Apple, Pumpkin, Pecan, but all three of those, you know, Jamar, Higgins, and Mixon, they're just all great players. I don't think you're going to be upset with either one. No, no, they're undeniably, no one's going to, you know, say that they're not great pies or great players. 
Yes. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. So that makes me hungry. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Let us know your fantasy parallels to food, Thanksgiving food. So you can leave your comments or or send me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. All right, we got a few minutes left. Uh, we'll do a quick piece panic, partial concern. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, Jalen Hurts and, and the Eagles sort of having you know an off game against the Colts. Colts, they, they make things interesting, though, with the tough defense and slowing it down with the run game and all that. Uh, any panic, though, with Eagles players? Miles Sanders off game, uh, A.J. Brown, kind of another quieter game. So uh, where, where's your level of panic for, for the Eagles players? I actually am pretty panicked with the Eagles, uh, not because of necessarily the two, you know, game outcomes that we've seen the last couple of weeks, but because of Dallas Goddard going on IR, he is such ah. a huge part of this offense, just from a schematic standpoint of what they use him as a blocker and a receiver to get other guys open. And without that, this last couple of weeks, the offense has not looked nearly as good as it has been for the rest of the season. So I think that, you know, that's an underrated aspect of what they do having Dallas Goddard there. So I think overall, he his absence is really going to hurt the rest of the Eagles offense from, you know, being the explosive machine that they have been so far this season. I think they'll still be solid, but I don't know how good they will be going forward. All right. So one for me uh, is Damian Pierce in Houston. So had an off game and against Washington. Washington has a pretty good defense, uh, but Pierce has basically been consistent all year long. But my fear with him, where there's a level of panic, it's the rookie wall. He's been healthy. He's had a lot of carries. He's carried that offense. He's carried fantasy teams this far. I would say full-on panic that Damian Pierce is, I, I just don't believe he's going to carry you to a fantasy championship. So I'm going to try to trade him. I have him in a dynasty league, which is a little hairy to, to trade, but because um, I hate, you know, he's, he's a very good player, but I, I don't think he'll finish strong. I think this is our first indicator. The, the warning light is on and I'm, I'm taking notice. Is that, is that, is that fair? I think that, I think that's definitely a fair thing to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty okay. sure he has a pretty brutal schedule going forward, too, for the Texans. So, I mean, it's hard to trust rookies in the playoffs. We've seen it happen before. Rookies have had just explosive, you know, games in the playoffs out of nowhere. But I think, you know, the Texans are a mess and they might shut it down a little bit to try to compete for that number one overall pick. Um, I don't know if he's going to have an exceptional future for the next couple games. Harrison, they don't even have to shut it down. They've got it <laughs> locked and loaded. They are all set. They can try as hard as they want with whoever they've got. They still have the number one pick locked and loaded. I promise. Um, all right. What about your boy, Justin Fields? A little banged up. What do we, you know, Bears still had a nice day overall, but what, what did you make of, uh, of the injury? Yeah, I'm very concerned about the injury. Uh, it came out that it was just a dislocated shoulder, so he will be able to play. Just kind of a pain thing, but with the amount of hits that he's been taking and you know, there's running quarterbacks who know how to slide and get down a lot like Lamar does. He does not do that. He is definitely a Cam Newton type that lowers his shoulder and embraces contact. So, you know, he's been getting like 18, 19 carries. If that number goes down to even just like 10, which is still a lot for a quarterback, that's pretty much most of his fantasy output there has been coming from the ground game. So if that's not working for them, they have a brutal schedule down the stretch for the fantasy playoffs as well. 
I would not be looking to count on Justin Fields. He's been my quarterback on a couple of my teams for the last few weeks, but I've been looking towards the waiver wire to find someone to replace him for my fantasy playoff push. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think Fields is winning you a championship. I, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Uh, unfortunately, he's been fun. He's been fun, and he'll be great in years in future years. But you mentioned Cam Newton as a Panthers fan. This, this feels like it. Oh, it feels like it makes you nervous. It's unfortunate. All right, let's do a, a quick thought on the on the waiver wire. Uh, of course, for me, I mentioned Samaj P. Ryan. If you didn't listen last week, please listen this week. Go get him. Um, and then I'll say. I'm avoiding Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not, I, I know he's, you know, everybody's trying to, where's he going to end up? Eh, I'm not worried about him. I'm not, I'm not counting on him to win me a championship this year. Uh, but what's your approach to the waiver wire this week? Yeah. So I think Samaj P. Ryan, you have to add because if Joe Mixon is out, you know, he's probably locked in for like 20 fantasy points this week. He's going to be a star. Um, and then a wide receiver who we all kind of forgot about when all the turnover went over with the Colts was Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, now I looked at it, has been a, a number one fantasy receiver, you know, top 12 in scoring all the last four games that he played with Matt Ryan. Now that Matt Ryan's a starter going forward, he's he's kind of refound himself in that role. I think he's going to be great for the rest of the season. It's probably got dropped in a lot of leagues when Saturday came in and Ellinger was the starter. and People didn't really know what was happening. So I'd go pick him up if he's available. Another wide receiver who, you know, been kind of quiet because of injuries is Traylon Burks on the Tennessee Titans. I wasn't super in on him this season, but just from a target number, he's had like a 35% target share in this offense, which is just unbelievable because they have no one else to throw the ball to. I mean, obviously it's starting to get cold. They're going to run it with Derrick Henry a lot, but the play action pass coming off of that, he had a huge game against the Packers. I think he's going to be a really solid option going forward. So I would go pick him up as well. I think he's only rostered in about 20% of leagues right now. What's always fascinating about rookies, some of them burst onto the scene, hit the rookie wall. Others take a little while, get going, and then they finish the season strong. Burks might be one of those guys. And, and so I, I would, if he's available, a lot of people probably stashed him. Um, but then we mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, Jamison Williams with, with Detroit has the potential to be that kind of guy, finish, finish the season strong after you know, not playing all year, being injured. So, uh, and then there'll be a couple other rookie, rookie running backs to keep an eye on too. some, some third stringers, even that you got to just, you got to monitor, you got to monitor teams that are shutting veterans down and releasing people like Melvin Gordon, you know, the crazy things are happening. So you, so you got to keep a, keep a pulse on all of that as well. We'll try to help you uh, along the way these next couple of weeks as well. But Harrison, great job. Tremendous job on the Thanksgiving, uh, parallels. We're already getting great feedback from the listeners. So, uh, very clever. So, so bravo to you. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Tell your family hello for me and, uh, great, great work and get, get some fantasy wins this weekend as well. All right. You too, Bryce. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving is the best holiday because it's literally just a holiday dedicated to sitting on your couch, eating and watching football. And the one last thing that I'll have about Thanksgiving in the waiver wire here is I love Thanksgiving because you can kind of game plan. Don't just make all your fantasy waiver wire claims today. If you look at your lineup on Thanksgiving and you're underperforming, go get that guy off the waiver on Friday or Saturday. Don't mm. be content with how the Thanksgiving performances shake up. You know, you can go get that boomer bust guy if you need a, a miracle to win after Thanksgiving. Or if, you know, 
you scored a lot on Thanksgiving, maybe just change your lineup and put in someone solid who you know isn't going to burn you. I think you need to still be fantasy managers, still need to be really diligent during the Thanksgiving break here when you have you know three games on Thursday. Three games. Let that set in. Three games on Thursday. Let's go. It's going to be fun. Can't wait. So enjoy it. We'll talk to you on Tuesday and recap it all. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a fantasy manager who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as fantasy managers who follow Jesus together. Today's breakout topic, all about hope. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive that you can make the fantasy playoffs. But more importantly, let's cling to the promises of God. Let's cling to the character of God. Find our hope in him. Our, our hope that that is eternal and, 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 and he's worthy to be trusted. And so that gives us that hope to keep going. And so uh, that's the encouragement for us today. But happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for listening to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast presented by MediShare. 